Okay, you want to do a podcast? Yeah. <laughs> All right. In that case, it's the Game Dev Breakdown Podcast. My name's Todd Mitchell. We're back in the Midwest, and there is John Scheiber. Hi, pal. Hey. Hey. Missed you. Yes, and I am, am, am messing up some stuff on my end that I just quickly corrected. <laughs> we, uh, yeah. we, we went through a much shorter setup process. Maybe time away was beneficial. And sometimes that is that is good to clear your head and, and get a restart. But uh, you've also been quite the busy man lately. Um, life for both of us, technically, I've got a baby coming any minute. Um, yeah. You've got a house that's being finalized, uh, the construction. So you're overseeing all sorts of stuff. I can't even imagine the amount of business there. It's insane. I, I, I can give you the full, the full breadth of what's actually been going on. So obviously we just had GDC. Uh, I was out there in San Francisco doing my thing. We got great, great recordings out of it. Like that was obviously extremely cool. We'll talk more about that in a few minutes. Um, while I was doing that, HGTV sent a crew to go through our old house to put it on a show because we happened to have a house on the market in just the right area that they were already filming a show that featured other other houses. And they're like, we need one more house. Can we run through your house with cameras? And we're like, yeah, maybe that would help our, our house sell, you know? Yeah. So we, we took him up on that, but that was crazy because I was trying to direct that from, uh, you know, the coast. Uh, my, my wife was working very hard on that. My mother-in-law, we had all sorts of family help. It was, it was just nuts. Um, I've been talking to um, somebody about a, a new job that I'm going to be starting soon, which is going to be like a... It's going to be contract stuff, and it's going to be remote like I've been doing, but it's going to be much longer term this time, so I've had that to deal with, and it just goes on and on and on. I was sick as a dog all week at GDC. I, I started feeling it the night after we recorded our, oh. our kickoff show together. Man. Right before we started editing, I sneezed, and my throat was like, Bleh! and I wasn't oh, right man. the entire week after that. That was a nightmare. Things are just starting to cool down. Wow. Yeah. Um, so yes, there is a ton of life happening right now, but we are back at this, back in the saddle again. Until you have a, a baby and you'll be knocked out for a few weeks, probably. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Uh, I imagine there's a lot of sleeping that's going to be taking place as long as I put on my headphones and don't yell too loud. Um, yeah. I bet we can squeeze in some podcasts. <laughs> we'll have some extra quiet episodes. Um, yeah. So man recapping gdc what what can i even say uh obviously those who are interested and have been following along you guys heard the the great guests we had like it was so cool of the people at microsoft to reach out and go like hey you're sort of at the top of your game in the game dev category you guys want to come out <laughs> yes yeah and and let us do that i something that struck me about microsoft was how obviously it's a huge company i mean nobody disputes that but within that company it's just made up of these like really tight-knit like families and i was sort of like a family guest for a week like they they ate together and we did this big big meal at the end of the week and just everyone was so warm and welcoming like i was absolutely blown away by that wow that sounds cool it was it was so cool they've just got their own their own culture there their own things um you know, it's it's. I'm sure it's a challenging company to work for in that they have a lot of processes and very specific ways we have to do. They have to do things, not we have to do things. That's silly. One of the coolest moments of the entire week was my uh, my contact, whose name is Barat Bot. We didn't get to talk to him on the podcast, but maybe soon. 
he was sort of getting me in position so we could do some recordings and stuff. And we, we walked by Nintendo's reception area in the business part of GDC together. And he lit up like a Christmas tree. And he's like, oh my God, Nintendo, will you take, take a picture of me and the guys from Nintendo? And I'm like, oh my God, yeah, dude. So <laughs> I, I stood there and took pictures with them and talked to the guys from Nintendo. And they, they made coffee dates and gave business cards and stuff. Like It was the coolest thing to see. And it's just so silly to hear people, you know, carrying on in the debates between the different consoles and PC Master Race, this and that. Like, the people behind the actual game industry could not be cooler to one another. It was just so awesome to see that last week. Yeah, that is very encouraging. I like that. Uh, it brings it brings hope. Now we just got to make sure it seeps into the forums. <laughs> yeah, right. If the rest of us could behave that way, they'd be like, oh, you play Nintendo? Oh, my God, that's awesome. Yeah, that would be nice. But, yeah, I just kind of figured this would be sort of a unpacking week because we, you and I haven't been on the mic together. We've, we've not really interacted too much at all. No, um, so much life happening. We're, we're finally playing some games again. That's good. Oh, it always feels good to get excited and play something new and experience things that will kind of change your perspective on, well, you know, just evolving a series or trying to introduce concepts something established i guess i just said the same thing twice <laughs> well that's that's fine um yeah we'll, we'll talk about games we're playing the other thing is i got to take a good look at unity's hq in san francisco separate yes. from gdc on the last day i was there and um i'll tell you about that that was that was so cool and also there's sort of a little bit of a call to action for maybe a small portion of listeners so the the whole story is i was on uh, Twitter and, and basically just trying to fill my schedule. And I told people, um, you know, if, if you're going to be a GDC, I'm going to have a little bit of free time. Hit me up. Maybe we can uh, we can talk. And the person's name, uh, Jessica Amber from Unity, goes, hey, I, I am with Unity. And if you would like to come take a tour, please reach out. And I, I talked about that before I left town. Uh, I was so excited about that. She's a user researcher there, and she hasn't been there a super long time yet. But she gave me so she gave me the official GDC tour that people were taking all week. So I got to look at a room that decked out in psychedelic colors and space Martian stuff, and we took funny pictures, which you can see on my Twitter. Um, <laughs> but we also got to sit down and actually chat. Um, she gave me breakfast. God bless her. That was super nice. Um, That's awesome. We got to talk about what she's doing, which is um, she is in charge of finding people at various levels of skill in unity to like work with on um short term i guess you could call them surveys or little little projects where they just reach out to people and go hey you know talk to us about the following maybe try the following and they use they use that feedback they get to sort of dictate what they do with uh unity updates which is so cool and i was hoping to get one or both of us involved in in one of those soon um, and she said they do do remote uh, Unity user feedback projects, but the upcoming stuff is actually so like hush hush that they have to work locally right now. So wow, if we have anybody who is a non Unity game developer in the San Francisco Bay Area and you are interested in working with Unity on something, reach out to us because I can hook you up. So and then later on. I'm hoping they're going to be in touch with us and we might get to take part in a little something later on as well. But I, it's, it, 
it's non-paid. I mean, it's you would just basically be helping to shape the tools that you want to use. Uh, and I, I heard rumor that there's swag in it for people, so that's cool. But yeah, get in touch with us if you are in the San Francisco Bay Area, not currently a Unity developer, but you are a game dev person. Might be able to do something cool for you. That's awesome, man. That's really cool. Unity HQ was really cool. It was just right downtown in the heart of everything. It was a very short walk from GDC, actually. They were all decked out, doing cool stuff. I got to see where the actual action takes place, where the developers work. And it's just, it's invigorating to walk through setups like that, where everybody's just in the thick of it, doing their thing. It's, It's really cool to observe every time. So that was awesome. Thank you so much to our friend Jessica Amber. That was really neat. And uh, good luck rounding people up, and hopefully we can work together real soon. That's incredible. So that's the Unity thing. Tell me what you're playing right now. Tell me what you're up to. What I am up to is currently playing Far Cry 5. Should we start with why you're not playing Sea of Thieves? Yes, if you want to. Because... <laughs> We, uh, I mean, we, we took some time on the show to actually go through it and talk about what we liked, what we didn't like, and um, now we're final post-release, and tell me what you think. I do not think it's worth $60. Um, I just have to be honest with that. But I admire a lot of the game development decisions that went into it. Mm-hmm. I want to see more, and they need to do it soon, or else the game is going to die and no one's going to care about it anymore. Boy, oh boy. I think their time frame is by the end of spring. I know that kind of, that might sound unrealistic, but... That might be tight. It uh, They need to be doing something quick in the, in the next few months. That the, I think the first big content update is sometime around there, and it, and it should... I hope it's pretty hefty. Okay. It's such a beautiful game. The water alone... Sailing the boat alone is one of the coolest experiences I've had playing a, a game on any device in a really long time. And what we got to do in the demo was probably pretty representative of the final version. It was close. They added some stuff. Um, they added more environmental hazards. There's um, some more creatures, things you can catch, things you can do. A random Kraken encounters. Um, then the skeleton fort thing. Apparently they were in the beta. Uh, I don't know if I missed them, but the NPC forts are, are pretty cool to try to take down because they're beacons for player versus player kind of contact, and it's fun. It, I mean, if you want to go fight in that game a lot and have fun fighting, mm-hmm. go for one of those skull forts when that becomes active. So there's some things in there that, that um, I didn't get a chance to do in the beta that that kept my attention for several hours, but it's not anything that you're going to want to play forever. Do you think my problem sort of crept up on it? Like there's not really enough narrative and story to really get you invested? It's like I kind of admire that, though, and here's why. So hear me out for a second. I like that it doesn't really have like flashing arrows and um, and not that that not that that is what you're implying. But uh, just following along here, you know, with so many games, they have the go here thing to talk to this, to do this, to that. It just dumps you in there. And the dialogue is very limited with the NPCs that you do talk to, but but I kind of think it's cool because it's like you make your own little adventure. There's like nothing. The HUD is so minimal. There's nothing really telling you what to do. The missions start to become predictable is where that starts to fail, to be honest. But I I, I kind of like the just here it is. So maybe adding lore to the game that's collectible would be fun. It wouldn't be a huge draw. 
to mm-hmm. want you to keep playing. But like, for instance, Mad Max, that game Mad Max, highly recommend it. It's real high on my list of games to play in the style of those Batman games and stuff um, with the just easy punch combos. It's brutal. It's fun. The story is brutal and intense. I like it a lot. Yeah, I've played it too. Oh, it's great. Now, one of my favorite things about that was the world was covered with relics. I started to go after these versus going after the um, actual quests. And you would find like a picture of something. And then it would be like kids at a swimming pool. And then oh, you, yeah. would flip, you would flip it over. There'd be some kind of short message about that time period or maybe uh, someone looking at the picture and reflecting. Oh, I remember the day when the last day we used the clean water supply or something like that. That was almost word for word, one of them, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right? And I loved it, man. I've, I've read a bunch of them. And then your character would spur a memory, and it was all, I found out it was all lure um, guided by the creator. Uh, I can't think of his name. It escapes me right now. George, I can't remember his last name. But mm-hmm. he worked with them a little bit. And so the lure is like prequel content for Mad Max fans. Yeah. And I'm a Mad Max fan, and so I thought that was so cool. So maybe Rare could like dump something in there to where when you defeat a skeleton captain or you take down a certain number of ships, you notice something like something glimmers and you go get it out of a bottle and it's a piece of lore that did you learn more of the world or like, yeah, like you said, something give you something like describing the world, like what's happening here. That would be a good way to do it. Yeah. It's just kind of jarring to be dumped into there. And then like when I, the first two hours I played, I didn't know anything there's no there's no like this button does this there was none of that there's none of that in the game and uh you know how like press and hold such and such and you'll chop down this thing or do this jet there's none of that you have to figure all of that out and it's like wow it's pretty weird (laughs) yeah it's i i need i guess i never realized quite how much structure i need and it, it isn't a lot but it is something like an example that comes to mind is Assassin's Creed. If you think of Assassin's Creed 4, I think it was 4, and the way I play Assassin's Creed games, I will get to a certain point in the story and I want to do as much of the side stuff as I can. And that's, I mean, that those games have just hours and hours and hours, days and days of like side content. So I'll just, I'll go nuts on it for, you know, many play sessions in a row. The way they tell their side stories through puzzles and you know, voiceover clips and stuff like that. I almost prefer that method of storytelling than the super in-your-face cutscenes and and uh, in-game dialogue and all this stuff. Yeah, subtlety is subtlety is fine. It just needs. It's almost better that way, but it does need to be something. Sorry about that. I just pressed the wrong button. But yes, I agree with you. I, I could see that to 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 help that there's something there to kind of just drive it a little bit. So yeah, overall. $30 game at best. Feels early access. Just going to be real with it. I'm in deep, deep, dearly in love with it. Like, mm-hmm. I want to keep playing it. I enjoy it. I'm putting up, making myself take a rest from it, and that's why I'm happy I have Far Cry 5 right now. But I'm going to take a rest from it. Let it lay. Because it is just so enjoyable when you get a good crew and you hit the oceans and you got a ship full of treasure and then somebody knows you have a ship full of treasure because you just came from the fort. You've got like 15,000 yeah. gold and treasure. And they're coming up alongside of you, and it's storming, so your compass is spinning out of control, and your boats are almost touching. It's like, man, there's some moments in that game that are fun. And if they just add just a little bit more and fill it up and then add that lure, I think it would be something. It would be something people would want to play not so much for. It would be refreshing because it wouldn't be so much for as for the grind. 
it would yeah. be more so as for the experience. They're so close, man. And it's at this teetering point right now where I'm nervous about what's going to happen because I don't know the future. So they either have the potential to have a really cool thing where you want to play a game simply because of the mechanics. I can't tell you the last time I felt that versus wanting to play a game because you want the grind for the epic gear. Yeah. What I would tell people interested in checking the game out now is probably the best way to do it is to get the Xbox Games Pass. Yes. The Xbox Games Pass will give you access to that. Uh, Microsoft is going to start putting their uh, first-party exclusives on the service, which will also give you access to Mad Max, actually, now that I think about it. But um, play anywhere Is that titles. an Xbox exclusive? No. Oh, but okay. it's... Uh, it's not all Xbox exclusives. There, there are a okay. bunch of different games in the service, but um, also it'll give you other um, Play Anywhere titles, which if you're only a PC guy, you still get a decent value. I think there was only Ooh. one other one last time I checked, and that was ReCore, which is a kind of neat game, but I think Crackdown 3 is going to be uh, Play Anywhere. You'll be able to do that on the PC, if I'm not mistaken. And uh, there was one other one they've got coming Gears up. Gears of War 4 is one of them. Uh, that sounds right. I don't know if that's in the Games Pass or not, but it, it's a decent value because it's only like nine or ten bucks a month. So that's pretty, pretty cool. It's better than uh, paying sixty bucks just for Sea of Thieves right now, like you said. Yes, it, you've been much better. So I'm looking at the Play Anywhere games now available, and the list is very cool. Ooh, Astroneers on here. That's neat. Cuphead. Oh, Cuphead. Yeah, there you go. There's some cool games on here, man. It's a good deal. Like I, I wasn't always on board with the game subscription stuff, but it's it's not bad, especially on the Xbox, where you can also do the um, EA Access service. So if you're into sports games, that's a biggie. Um, if you're into racing games, they've got a few good ones there. Xbox Games Pass also has Dirt Rally. So if you if you need there's my fourth copy a fourth access to uh, Dirt Rally. There you go. Ooh, it's got the Forza games, man. This is pretty cool. Well, thanks for showing me this. Did they add that to the Games Pass? Yeah. Or, or is that strictly a Play Anywhere thing? Because I don't think all the Play Anywhere games are part of the Game Pass. Oh. So. Oh, okay. Fire beware. Okay. okay. Thank you for clear, clarifying that. Because I'm sitting here looking at this going, good Lord. I wish it was be, all those, yeah. This would be fantastic. I would do this immediately. Yeah. They should consider that. Boy, yeah. I tell you what, that would be a fantastic thing for a game studio to do the Netflix version. Holy cow. Yeah, and EA is doing it as a publisher. Who knows what the future holds? That might be... I, I could imagine different uh, studios or studio slash publishing houses doing that. You could have like tiers. Double Fine of, would be a good one, for example, you know. Right? You could have different tiers. You could be like, you know, hey, for our online play... You know, I'm going to stop talking about this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm cutting myself off. I feel like that was a this is going to be a stupid thing to to say uh, on the internet. So I am done. Don't want to usher uh, we, in a future that you aren't necessarily prepared for. Well, we're gonna have a conversation after this podcast. Okay. okay. <laughs> I just just had a brainstorm there, but anyways, moving on. Uh, I, something. <laughs> go on. Sorry. I was just gonna say when it comes to subscription stuff, my game playing this this last week has been humble bundle stuff. Mafia 3 has been a big one. You you keep saying you wanted to play that. I dug in and I've played. I forgot to download it. Is it can I still do it? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, you, good, it's good. one of the ones you own. So. Oh, one of those things. Okay. Yeah, it's one of the early. <laughs> I think it's one of the early That's, Access April titles. 
I just a, have to, to say, man, that bundle, that humble bundle thing again is just ugh. Anyways, go on. Yeah, it's pretty great. Um, Mafia Three is really cool. It, it's interesting how they do. Now it's it's another big production, like in your face storytelling. However, they do it kind of like like a documentary, which is really neat. And uh, the story is good. You want to talk about weird pickups? In in Mafia Three, you can collect actual Playboy scans and straight up look at. I mean, it's, it, it's soft porn, but it's porn. <laughs> so, <laughs> so for you parents out there. <laughs> I was surprised by the inclusion of that in the game, but it's it is a mature game, and um, but the actual engine is cool. Like the gameplay is cool. It's Grand Theft Auto style gameplay, but it's it's back like '60s era, and and it's just really neat. They they haven't really done anything like it since La Noire. Wow. Okay. So do make sure you try it out. Uh, the other one I I tried this week was. Snake Pass, which we talked about, which is the one where you just uh, have a bunch of little puzzle worlds, almost like Banjo-Kazooie type stuff, where you're running around getting pickups and keys to the next level and stuff, but you're a snake and you have to slither around and coil around and climb things, and it, it's really neat the way the physics work, so that's a that's cool, cool game. That one is perfect for kids. Okay. Like, I'm excited um, to have Will try that at some point. Like, very, very cool stuff. I am so glad you brought this up. I almost bought this Overgrowth game. Overgrowth? <laughs> you almost bought Overgrowth. What does that mean? It is this game where you're like some kind of kung fu rabbit. You'll have to check it out later. Oh, yeah. Did we get that one? Yes, we did. I'm glad you brought it to my attention. I'm downloading it as we speak. Okay, now I see what you mean. Okay, yeah, check that out. That seems great. So, yeah, the, those, the message is that bundles are awesome. I just, again, those are fantastic. Sweet, I can't wait to play this. Um, I have to talk before we end this thing because I want to talk a little bit about the Unity project that we're going to work on later this week again. Yeah, dude. But I got to mention, man, I got to mention Far Cry 5 because oh, yeah. I didn't play, I didn't play all the three. I didn't play all the three, and a lot of people charged me for that, and I'm sorry that, it, that it's not something I stuck around for. But I played four parts of Primal um, and then five, and I have to say that five – is a ton of fun and the the highlights of my first person experiences in the last several years have been single player that's big to me single play mm-hmm. if you can make a good single player game especially nowadays i really got to give you props prey is one of them if you haven't yeah. played prey you got to play it doom the doom relaunch was fantastic it just yeah. the way that was done was fantastic was everyone perfect. loves that game yeah it was, dude. I just love how the game starts you in first person. The whole thing is in first person. You spawn pissed off, murdering. <laughs> you just, it just the whole time. It's beautiful. And then um, Far Cry Five. I had that brief conversation with you, and you sent me straight. You said, you know what? Embrace the AI. And I started to try to love her for as ugly as she was. And it started to become just absolutely hilarious. That game is just <laughs> hilariously broken. And is like the silliest parts of an action movie you've ever seen every single moment. You can't even walk through the woods in that game and not have something just absolutely ridiculous take place. And then as soon as you have to react to a bear chasing you, you start shooting. The next thing you know, you're neck deep in bad guys. The next thing you know, they're signaling a helicopter. The next thing you know, somehow it's crashing. (laughs) It's It's just great. And every single moment of it is amazing. The gunplay in that is just so exquisite. The way the 1911 shoots in that game 
is like something you have to experience as a person yourself that um, has done some firearm training and shooting on a gun range. Yeah. Uh, you could really appreciate this this pistol. It just feels so stinking good. Really good job. This is where it fails. The story, to me, seems entirely disconnected from what you're doing. I don't oh, know no. how they managed to pull that off. <laughs> but it's like um, they did shed the negative gameplay points from Far Cry that they didn't like for 4, which was like the towers and, and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and, and it helps you. It incentivizes you to actually go into the world because there's no mini-map and there's no towers, so you just have to go. If you want to find something, you just have to start driving or running down a path, and it's cool. And uh, anyways, I commend them for that. But then, like, um, the story is just, you know, what the hell? It's so crazy. <laughs> the, the, the game itself is so insanely bombastic, and then the story is trying to be something that seems like it should be taken seriously. And yeah. so there's this just massive disconnect where I felt like they should have just went real full bore obnoxious with it. Maybe I'm not far enough. Maybe I'm going to eat my words, so I'll keep them warm and soft. But uh, it just disconnect there. And then the one final thing, and I'll stop yapping about it. The one final thing that I have beef with is that your starting weapons are like, it's the AR, you know, similar to an M4. It's the exact gun you always want, shooting mm -hmm. at five, five, six in every game. You want it in PUBG. You want it when you launch into... Fortnite, they have the M16, uh, similar weapon platform. But anyways, um, and you want the M4 in this one, the AR, and then the 1911, that 45 pistol is just those two things. I have unlocked other guns and stuff, but I don't even care. So the cosmetics and the guns are pretty crummy. Yeah. Uh, gameplay, ace. Multiplayer, ace. Uh, you can play the full game co-op. Haven't even done it yet. Don't want to do it yet. I want to <laughs> play through the whole thing single player first. Yeah, I get because that. Because I'm just having that much fun. And so kudos to Ubisoft for... I liked Wildlands too, so kudos for that. Uh, kudos for a couple games yeah. that really, really did enjoy. So I highly recommend it, buddy. I would say that you should definitely wait for a sale. Like, I don't know with as many cool games as you're already playing that you should just heap another one on the pile. Uh, um, I appreciate that. But you're not going to be upset paying full price for it either. I can say that with confidence. I feel fine have pay, having paid full price for it and because it, it's just, gosh, it's fun. <laughs> Did you at least use your Humble discount? Uh, well, I had a Green Man Gaming discount. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think they're the same, That'll if be. I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Did, um, I saw an article just today that said if you find the religious radio station in-game, that it it does sort of bring back a lot of that that tone that you're <clears throat> that you said was was missing in the game because things were just sort of silly and disjointed from the from the story. But they say it like covers a lot more of like the culty stuff that's going on, and that's what I would be looking for if I was playing that game. So I don't know if that's something you ran into. I have a little bit. I consider it pretty much annoying, and and I rarely drive. Believe it or not, there's some cool vehicles in that game. Uh, the on-foot encounters are incredible, so I hear it primarily from parked vehicles, and they're just spewing propaganda out on the land. It's weird. Like, you'll just be running up a ridge, and all of a sudden, there's just a truck parked, and it's just spewing propaganda. That's a cool and, effect, uh, too, though. It is. It is pretty cool when that happens. But I don't ride around and listen to it, so I'm, I'll try... I'm getting to a point to where I need to start hauling some major ass across large sections of the map, yeah. so... I'll probably have to start driving, but um, I'm having fun. I mean, you can fish in the game. You can hunt anything you can think of that you would want to hunt in America. 
it's all cool. It's fun. When you hunt, it makes people realize you're there unless you're doing it stealthy. And then it's just an incredible experience. Something just crashed outside this apartment. Not entirely sure what that was. <laughs> anyway, it, it is really cool that we've had the chance to just heap praise on some really great games because like we said, we don't get to play that often. So when we get to dive into stuff, it's really nice when we're rewarded with just really exceptional stuff. Dude, I, I loved that Far Cry video that made the rounds of, of the guy fishing. And it's like, oh, look at this beautiful, serene, peaceful fishing. And the guy starts <laughs> to reel in the fish. And like his arm is like taken off by a cougar all of a sudden. I mean, that's exactly what the entire the entire experience is like that. Like that story I sent you is hilarious. I'm running. There's just nothing. And I'm running up to the gas station. And, I, and I'm like, oh, I'm going to loot this place. There's a little vendor near here. All of a sudden, this truck pulls up. Rap, and there's these guys. And I pop, 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 pop. And I smoke them. And then my shooting causes all these other vehicles to pull up. And they got me penned. And then the one of them blows up because it gets shot too many times. The truck that's near me of the first group I killed. Yeah. They're shooting at me. So they're hitting the truck. The truck explodes. The smoke attracts a helicopter. The helicopter attracts allies down the street. So some allies pull up, and then they're, they've got guns and stuff, and they're shooting, and there's like 15 people shooting. The helicopter starts falling out of the sky, crashes into some stuff, burns some people up. Then a bear attacks the allies, and sure. then the next thing you know, I'm run out of uh, ammo in my primary at this point, and so I got a pistol, and there's a black bear like across the street just mauling people, and I'm like, oh my god, this is so much fun it's so much fun that, it's like what the hell that is the beauty of far cry and i, I say that all the time because my some of my most popular videos of all time of anything are far cry 4 when i'm doing stuff like <laughs> looking for the right plant and suddenly a bear attacks me but he gets distracted by two npcs that are in the woods so he attacks them they turn around and shoot him with a flamethrower this bear <laughs> catches fire and you've got this fire bear <laughs> and he catches the woods around him on fire so suddenly the entire forest is engulfed in flames i i'm just trying to escape with my life and like it's absolute chaos the other one was when i was hunting for a hog and a giant like vulture comes down picks the hog up and flies them both into a campfire that was my favorite one that was that was so unbelievably incredible i I I will never forget that. And and what more could you want from a game than to give you a story that makes you laugh years later? I mean, that's hilarious. That's that's exactly what I'm saying. And that's the component that's got me coming back to seeing Thieves. If you play with a group, it's incredible. By yourself, it's almost worthless. And then this Far Cry is doing the same thing, man. It's great. So, yeah, your Far Cry videos, those are incredible. And it just it's just inspiring, too, for me to see the different design approaches from a development perspective of what Ubisoft kind of taking, you know, this powerful uh, series and the way they've listened to feedback and taken out negative things and then replaced it with more fun and then brought up new challenges. And that's just so encouraging to see that kind of thing going on. And I really want to commend that and praise the, the devs that do that. The devs that are, that are listening to us, they're handling DLC the right way too, I think in this case, mm -hmm. Um, you know, announcing the packs, giving you the chance to get it pre post order, you know, making the same value at any point. It's cool. It's, it's cool. It's, it's handled pretty decently in my opinion. I'll probably end up getting a season pass for this. I don't know. We'll see. I'm, I'm smelling a sale sometime in the summer. That sounds right. 
yeah, I'll probably pick it up then because by then I'll probably want that content. But uh, do you know about the expansions on that? Not to keep talking about it, but no, hit me. <laughs> they're doing a Vietnam mission pack. Oh, yeah. So you'll be in like a Viet, like a raiding a Viet Cong stronghold or the leadings up to it, and then that they're doing a Mars arachnid takeover. So it's going to be like it looks kind of Starship Trooper like. This sounds like they're crossing over into all this crazy blood dragon shit. It, do, it It's totally like they have classic movie posters that are going with these. So okay. it's going to be their so mini game sure. take. Oh, yeah. It's going to be their mini game take of like these scenarios. And I'm excited. And the other one is going to be another zombie thing, of course. When uh, when they did Trials of the Blood Dragon, which is a Trials dirt bike game, Far Cry Blood Dragon spinoff crossover that's, that's exactly what that is no scope right i didn't just blurt out things that's the actual best way to describe that that actually turned out to be an outstanding game and people I bet people bitched about it because they're like i thought the controls were too hard well you've got to run dirt bike shoot grapple like there's a lot of stuff going on but when it comes to actual like the the quintessential video game experience i haven't played a game like that in quite a long time like that was pretty outstanding. So that's cool. When they first did uh, Far Cry Blood Dragon, I thought it was the dumbest thing I'd ever seen in my life. So hopefully the uh, hopefully what they're gonna do here is not. Maybe it's just not for me. I thought it was really dumb. <laughs> so and which which was frustrating because for like a year everyone told me like you played that Far Cry. Yeah, I love Far Cry. You played Blood Dragon. Oh, dude, it's perfect for you. Why people thought that was perfect for me, I will never know. That is the dumbest thing I've done in a long time. <laughs> so That's hilarious. Hopefully they turn a positive corner on that if they're if they're going further down that route. But, yeah, we'll we'll see. It looks cool, man. It looks cool. I don't know why, but I've kind of had this weird I'll tell you why actually. I do know why. So never mind. Let me just launch into the story. I played a really gritty PC game back in the 90s called Nam. Or it might have been oh, early yeah, 2000s. Dude, do you remember that? Yeah. Gosh, that was so gritty, dude. That was, yeah, ever, that was dark. Whew. And oh boy, it was. And ever since Nam, 1998, ever since Nam, I've kind of had this bizarre fashion fascination with Vietnam. And um, I get that. And so I kind, I'm kind of interested to see if anybody could pull that off in a game. I had to play through that using cheat codes because it was a super hard game. Um, super hard. But yeah, that was. That was a rough one, man. I, that that stands out to me too. I was like, man, I can't believe. And it, the graphics weren't like spectacular or anything, but whew, now we'll change a man. It, it's it was gritty at that. And you remember Soldier of Fortune, uh, one of the first games that had dismemberment. That I didn't get into. That was weird. You didn't play it? No, I just it never came across my desk. It was weird. It was. I don't know. I don't even remember how I ended up playing it, but it really freaked me out. And then, oh, and now it's like common. But I remember the first time I played it because it, it was a big deal. People hated it. Like, uh, and what I mean by people is like those Tipper Gore type. Well, if they had uh, some laws about this stuff, J J K L O L. So, anyways, yeah. Um. So w w here's some of my ideas. Brainstorm about the Unity project. Have thought about it more than done anything. Shame on me, but. I'm trying to think how I want to streamline this. So without giving anything away, thinking of core pieces of the map because the basic physics are there right now. They're running really good. The ramps that I have and the things that I've had to hop on 
it just works. I already really like the feel of just kind of the generic engine. This is all um, great news. Yeah. From the get from the get go, we just add a jump command. I think that either needs to be a power up or maybe a thing on a cooldown, so you can't spam it. I like that. Um, some version of that. Mm-hmm. And then I want to start making prefab. You know, your loop the loops, the different things. I got a great idea about elevation changes, and I want to try to start uh, designing set pieces, so to speak. You know. What I love uh, about that idea is, if if it takes off and it works well, and we get pieces that work the way I know you're hoping they will, uh, and I think we will, that could be used later as a map editor for, like, in-game purposes. So if somebody wanted to make their own maps for this thing, then we could create a system where they could just pick those pieces out, place them in the world, and have their own maps, and then the sky's the limit. People love that stuff. And honestly, very few better ways for young people to get into game development than to be sitting in, like time splitters like back in the day or you know yep. games that do that do that stuff now so well man what what could get you into design better than your favorite games letting you design level editors in age of empires man when they released yeah. that uh it was an ex- part of an expansion pack it wasn't a part of the original game it was like an expansion you got and then on that expansion they added a level editor for the expansion that edition of the game was so incredible yeah. I loved it, loved it, loved it, loved it, loved it. Man, I played the heck out of that game. And speaking of that, I am craving a good RTS game like that. And I guess I got to get to Civilization, which I have in my humble, to yeah. get that experience. I know I haven't spent much time with it either, and I definitely want to. So that'll be an exciting thing to dive mm-hmm. into as well. Yeah, but so I'm interested in, in figuring out how we can tackle taking our objects, kind of gluing them together, getting some fixed angles degrees to certain things figuring out playing with the physics there and then making these prefabs we've talked about some neat ideas um for how we're going to try to make these prefabs and i honestly think that that is going to work my friend i'm with you i think it will too and then we'll be able to stick these pieces in there and basically make um roller coasters toilets yeah Uh, a thing that looks like a cat basketball hoops yeah i've I've got a ton of ideas like that my next goal for the game on my end will be to actually get our first level playable in terms of start here finish line here lives a timer um and then we can start to apply that to levels as we finish them and then you got yourself something playable which is going to be awesome yeah because then i see that so after you get that ui and that level of user interaction set in place then you can just basically have like a lego a a box of legos that you're just going to throw together and make cool levels from that point because then your prefabs of starting and stopping all that yada yada things that'll come on the screen yeah copy paste copy pasta then build some levels that's the that's the idea you want your tool set in place your uh your your props and your whatever's your in engine engine if you want to think about it that way and then yeah you, you just you go until you're done like you you determine what other stuff you want to put in, work on the power-ups, make things shiny, uh, make things fun, and the sky's the limit. So we're already getting to that part where we get to be just creative and have fun and, uh, you know, h- handle the technical stuff as it comes up. So It's going to be awesome. I'm excited. I, I hate we had to take a week off so early, but uh, I want to get right back to it and keep going until we have something great. Oh, yeah, man. I'm I'm so excited about this. 
Um, other than that, I don't know of much else that's going on. I haven't played Overwatch in a long time, so I, I'm <laughs> happy with my sanity. I know. I, I have gotten back to uh, Forza a little bit, which is my sort of go-to um, long-term game. I've almost actually got the whole thing uh, finished, but then there's much more to go back and do, as uh, Forza players know. But, uh, yeah, it's it's just nice to get back behind the controller a little bit, unwind at the end of the day. Uh, that's that's how we do things. So, And oh, yeah. you're, you're about to have a second child, so I'll, I'll be gaming alone in no time. <laughs> I'm, I'm doing it when you get Far Cry we'll do some co-op stuff man I, I smell it a coming and I think that would be fun to stream some insane I could not imagine the level of insane hilarity you can get with two people on that that is gonna be screen capturing worth worthy there I'd love to pick up a streaming night I like I know we're starting to get a lot of nights going but like the thing I really want to do is once in a while when we get into the new house and get our theater room set up, I would love to get the 360 cam out, get us in the mm. same room and plant some stuff on the projector and put the 360 cam up so people can watch the screen, watch us, listen to us chat. And I think that'd be so freaking cool. That would be a lot of fun, buddy. That, that's how um, we're going to do shows, too. I'll be over next door to that room in the studio where I'll have my desk set up. You'll be on a TV on the wall. And people can scroll around, look at what they want, and follow the show. I think those things are going to be extremely cool. If they work right, I mean, we'll have to see. But, uh, man, I'm excited about trying. Man, that is incredible. So, I'm, I'm really excited. Big stuff on the way. We won't always be in this uh, 10 by 12 cell of an apartment. <laughs> <laughs> it's not just me. Everyone's going nuts. Like, my wife talks about it all the time. She's, I hate it. We're doing what we have to. And, yeah, I know. I get it. Like, here we are doing... Doing the thing. This is the struggle, and the uh, the reward is coming. Yes, it'll no, be here. And not much longer. It. Couple months. So that's awesome. That's about all I've got. Um, sometime next week, I'm going to be on a podcast called All Things Get, which our, our buddy Edward Thompson from Microsoft mentioned last week during his show with Kayla Nunn. Uh, he does basically a Git podcast because he worked on Git before, and he's in charge of uh, working with Microsoft's Git features and projects and stuff. So he nice. wants to hear from us about how I'm using uh, Git professionally and how we're using Git for game development. So uh, we'll get to spread the, the good word there. That's so awesome. I'll, I'll update with uh, where people can find that. That's, that's really about it. Check out the website. Check out CodeWritePlay.com when you get a chance. It's working now. <laughs> I, uh, I axed a bunch of things out of WordPress that were sort of bogging us down, but the, the site looks good. All the Microsoft shows are up. So everything from GDC. Just give the site a look. And um, are you looking at it now? No. <laughs> had a look on your face like something's wrong. He doesn't know yet. No, I'm just staring at my background listening to you. Sorry. Okay. Yeah, no. So uh, check out the website. That's neat. Obviously, we still uh, hope people will subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, all, all those great places. Reach out. There's never been a better time, and we're going to keep doing cool stuff. And I'm so glad we get to jump right back on the horse this week. Yes. <laughs> And we still have plenty of week left to do a, a dev stream night, and uh, I'm I'm very optimistic. I think things are going well. I agree. 